The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for another edition of Mix Shots as football players are on a football field here at the Star in Frisco. And it's the official start of Chargers Week. We put the Niners behind us as with a Monday night game this week, the official start of practice preparations for the Chargers has begun. Bill Jones, Everson Walls. You know what? It's a... What's going on with Mickey's headset? <laughs> so, so he's had a problem ever since he came in here. Savannah Humoler and Mickey Spagnola trying to figure out what's going on with his headset. He's already mad. He said his feet yeah. are dangling from the chair. So I'm good. Yeah, I think you are really good because you got to look at football players on a football field. Unfortunately, they haven't done anything oh, yet. Okay. So. Uh, you got to remember to go out there. That's uh, right. A break. I need to uh, go check on. Uh, gal, something's. Is, is, every, is everyone all, all good? <laughs> I accidentally hit the mute button when I I'm was good. turning Maybe up the volume good? on my Maybe headset. You good? good? I'm good. I'm good. Savannah, why don't you take over from here? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. Did we, all, did we all plan this out today, our outfits? Oh, oh now I'm the only we one. We didn't call Everson. I'm the one, only one that's. So I'm dressed up today because I did the coaches show this morning. So he was in a good mood. He was. No, Great. Well, well, I hear that uh, Nate and Frisco gave him a hug. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he figured he needed huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We got done with taping the show somebody and he came in how, and didn't uh, say if, anything. He just gave him a big old hug. Somebody asked him in the press conference, you know, he was talking about making sure everybody else is good after a loss like that. And somebody asked him, well, what about you? He goes, well, Nate, and, Nate gave me a big old hug. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nate was like the, the, the big mother, you know, po thing. It's po like, thing. okay, come it's on, all going to be all right. right. Just come keep on McCarthy going. Said, he said, my wife hadn't even given me a hug since oh, <laughs> I needed that. Oh, Nate, just Nate what you Frisco. need. Just uh, what you need. That's right. right. Yeah. No, I was trying to see if uh, Cavante Turpin was out there. Uh, he was supposed to start off rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Everson and I, when we left yesterday, or were you with me? No. I was seeing it. Uh, he was he was on the cords rehabbing, doing the steps. You you, and you spoke of it. Yeah, you did, did speak of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so that was a good sign. So he said he was going to at least start there, uh, and I was told he was day to day. So we'll see what happens. And it sounds like they're going to start Nashawn Wright's uh, clock coming off of injured reserve. Mike said he was going to start practicing. Okay, can today. you explain to us what that means? Well, he's on injured reserve. He's uh, served his uh, mandatory four games, meaning missing those. And then uh, you can get a guy start practicing uh, before you have to make a decision on if you're going to leave him there or, or if you're going to activate him. If you activate him, you have to put him on the 53-man roster. And now that they're kind of banged up at the cornerback position it seems like that you know they might uh, make a move there at some point probably not this week 
And so how does the bye week factor into those weeks? By the way, uh, the bye week does not count as a week on IR. So like for Leighton Vanderesh, uh, he's got to miss four games. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah talked but about that's that still games. crazy. So does that also affect Nashawn Wright where his the window – he has missed four games. Right, I think but he, but on his return, because he designated him for return. Right, I think you have like which allows him to practice. three weeks, something like that. To, but I didn't know if the bye week gave it another week. Yeah. Because you, that doesn't count as a I, week. I guess it, it yeah. wouldn't count as a week, right. yeah. So right. it's, a, it's more like a four-week window right. for him. So you'd like to see Turpin healthy enough to get back out there and play. You definitely would. Uh, especially not only from a wide receiver standpoint, but a – punt return standpoint also since nobody returns kickoffs anymore. You know, along those lines, when you're talking about special teamers, um, C.J. Goodwin, I don't know that we talked enough about No, we him did not. And uh, what he meant to this team. And even when I – mean, go if, go call up the John Fossil press conference oh, from Monday. And he goes shots. on and on talking about uh, – uh, C.J. Goodwin, and uh, he, he can't say enough good things about C.J. Goodwin. But when you go back and look at that game the other day, if you pull up the All-22, and he got hurt covering the first punt, and he stayed in the game and tried and, – and yeah. it was a pectoral injury, whatever. So he hurt on the tackle? On the tackle. On the tackle, yeah. wow. He got hurt on the tackle, and then he still gave it a go, even though he's got a, basically a torn pec. And you watch him early second quarter on a punt coverage, and his left arm is just hanging. It's, uh. it, he's going down covering. And he got in on the tackle. Trent Sig, the long snapper, made the t- probably was credited with the tackle, but Goodwin was right in there on the tackle. That shows what kind of heart that guy plays Fossil, with. Fossil said that he talked his way back in. They were like, dude, you got a torn mm-hmm. peck. And he goes, yeah, but I think I can do this. And so he went in, and they saw him running down. Right. Just, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, torn peg. Uh, yeah, but I got work to do. To come off. You, got, yeah. you got to come off. That's that's enough. And you know, and 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 he doesn't want to give up. Like he's going to go on IR, but you can put a guy on IR for the rest of the season, and they're saying, well, let's see what happens because sometimes they can put a harness on you, and you know, kind of bandage you up to kind of keep it in place that shows how much he loves football normally yeah but normally when you tear a pec that's it your surgery and and you're going to need surgery eventually uh but yeah uh i thought watching uh fossil monday in the press conference when he was talking about him and i think he 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 repeated it like three times he said yeah that really hurts Really hurts. Really, I thought he was going to start tearing up, uh, losing a guy like that. That not only means so much to him on the field, but off the field, as a guy that kind of takes care of the special teams uh, unit. He's a mentor to those young guys in, in the special teams unit. Of course, that covers all aspects of the team because every position group on right. the team is involved in some way in, on uh, special teams. Yeah. Is is he the captain of of the special? They teams? they switch every week. But okay. yeah, they haven't. De- if they were to designate a full season captain it would be, for, yeah. he would be him yeah. he's yes. the guy and yeah. and and that's why you know they they had him on the practice squad for movement of the roster but then basically he was the first one they signed to the 53 mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's a and 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 not only that loss but again losing him and then losing Vander Esch meaning 
Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas probably going to have to play more snaps. Mm-hmm. And those guys mm-hmm. were big guys on special teams. So one of the things they they're young, learn, they are young. Right, they they'll be just it, right? fine. And, yeah. and he was uh, Mike was pointing out that you know and and um, Malik Jefferson only has one more elevation, mm-hmm. and that's a linebacker. So that probably brings us to the Rashad Evans signing, but to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. So I did a little research on him. Okay, and um, he. He did. He was not with anybody, and I think what might have happened was, where's my notes? When he played that season, last season in Atlanta, he had only signed a one-year, $1.75 million deal. He ended up leading the team in tackles with like 159. Now, I know from history, the Falcons used to kind of inflate their tackle totals a lot. But it said in seven, <laughs> a he lot. played a lot. I forgot but who that, their middle <laughs> linebacker used to be that yeah. had all the tackles. But he started all seven. But that's games. the that's the one hundred fifty nine tackles is what what the NFL has calculated. Is that it, what it's they from did the game. Too? Yeah, okay. it's from the game. Because I know summaries. the Falcons used no, to no because teams will do it, those. and that's where you'll see a lot of times where the Cowboys will have a different tackle total on players than what the league-wide NFL.com has, which is from the game summaries each game statistics each week. And he had 159 based on that, playing 17 games last year. So I'm guessing playing for just $1.75 million last Mm -hmm. year, he was looking for more money. Mm -hmm. And no one was giving him the amount of money that he was looking for. And by the way, he's represented by Rosenhaus, so we can start right there about Mm -hmm. the money. Uh, so he said that's why he was looking for the right situation that uh, evidently Tennessee, according to him, Tennessee and Atlanta wanted to re-sign him. So to me that means, but they weren't giving him the money he thought he deserved. So when he got the opportunity uh, to sign with the Eagles, uh, he jumped on it. Uh, and um, it was like, um, what did he they, they lost their starting outside linebacker, Nicobe Dean. Mm-hmm. They had to end up placing him on uh, injured reserve. But the, the, the weird thing was is that um, he, they, he signed on a Monday. He gets there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think it was, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they really didn't have a practice. They had mock practices. They had, like, walkthroughs, mm-hmm. right? And then he asked to be released. <laughs> so for his one week of work there that he didn't do any work, he made $15,000, which was, you know, what his practice squad weekly salary was. Uh, and then he said, basically, this is what I was looking for uh, when the Eagles gave him the chance. But then he asked for his release. So You know, one thing that happened there, uh, Nicholas Morrow, who uh, – Started 17 right. games for Chicago last year. Uh, he was he was in camp with Philadelphia. He was placed on the practice squad. They cut him at the end of camp. He was placed on the practice squad, and he was one of those veteran guys that they did not want to guarantee his contract. Right. So he got he got re-signed, re-signed the right. same day that Rashawn Evans was signed to the practice squad. Nicholas Morrow was signed to the 53-man roster. 
See, and, and he so, probably was it, ready to and play. And so Rashawn Evans is probably sitting. Yeah, that's right. He had been in camp with them, mm-hmm. so he was ready to play. And Rashawn Evans probably, I'm just speculating uh-huh. here, he probably did not want – he thought when he signed on the practice squad that since they lost N'Kobe Dean that he would be next man up. Well, it turns out Nicholas Morrow was next man right. up, mm-hmm. and that's probably it why he asked sense. for his release. It makes more sense. And then he's waiting for an opportunity with another team because in this league linebackers get hurt, and so he had to wait until this linebacker got hurt. And so that's probably what happened on him. So he's been signed to the practice squad officially. Mm-hmm. Officially. Right. 12 pass breakups, five sacks. Had a good season. Two interceptions. So that's what I'm saying. He just wasn't getting paid what he wanted that, well, to get paid. That's his career number. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm being career numbers. Yeah. yeah. 21 tackles for loss, 16 quarterback hits, five fumble recoveries. I mean, he was first-round draft pick, 22 yeah. overall out, out of Alabama. Yeah. See, and so he thought the Al- he, he thought old. the Eagle place was good because guess who he played with when he was at Alabama? The defensive tackle. Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, who okay. were with the Eagles. Okay. So he felt like this was a spot where I knew some people. I think um, the special teams coach, it's a big, long Italian name. I don't remember it. Uh, he was – not at, Spagnola. No, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like You're that. Italian, I, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I didn't write it. I didn't write it down. I could have pronounced it. Uh, he was at Alabama when he was at Alabama, so he knew people uh, on the Eagles team and staff. And one of the reasons why he thought, okay, this is the way to be there, but he only lasted four days. So. Well, and he's run, he's run into what, well, Leighton Vander Esch ran into it, especially with the injuries that he had. The market is not there for inside linebackers mm-hmm. on the free agent, uh, in free agency. And he found out after even after 159 tackle season that they're not offering basically much more than a little over the veteran minimum, even as a 27-year-old with five years in the league. Yeah. And so uh, that's just the – we talk about the running back market. Mm-hmm. Not being a lot of money there, well, because of injuries, the inside line. That's what's so remarkable about Fred Warner, and him being able to do what he's doing. After all, he never years. gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. Wow. I think he's missed one game in six or seven years in the league. And speaking of that market, I, when I was researching this stuff, I ran into this little note that the Eagles had not drafted a linebacker in the first round since 2010. It was Ernie Sims. Mm. So didn't he end up here? Yes, he was here for a little bit. One year, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, but that's the last time they used a, a draft pick that high on a linebacker. So anyway, we'll see when he's ready to go. I don't know if he gets here in time. and Well, if he was here to work out, uh, because they worked out for linebackers and they signed him mm-hmm. to practice squad, I would imagine – you know, I don't know how much ramp up he needs since he wasn't in training camp with anybody uh, and didn't practice with the Eagles, which means he hadn't done anything with a team since the beginning of January, the last game of the season in Atlanta. You know, you get line. You look at linebackers like this, and it's almost like they're always ready to go. But you don't want them you know? to get hurt. I know, but they always think they're ready to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It said he so was do you think working. You play Monday night. I think if he, I think he thinks that. <laughs> I think I'm that's sure. what he thinks been, he can play. He's been working out in Fort Lauderdale, but we all know how guys work out on their own, right? Like us. You know, I got up a little late today. I don't think I'm going to do this. 
I, as a player, yeah, I, I, it was all about working out. I mean, if you're looking at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah we think of getting about. I mean, us. Yeah, us three. Yeah. <laughs> I work out. Come on. Yeah, no, 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 no that's, that's why we're not you're in class. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not like us. Yeah, yeah. You, you have that initiative. We really don't anymore. So. Mom, I mean, it, it, goes back to, it goes back to Odell Beckham Jr. when he was trying to get on with a team, and he's saying he'd been working out, and mm-hmm. he – goes and works out, and everybody's like, well, your knee's not ready yet to play. Nor his ankle. Or his ankle, yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Hopefully he's in the locker room at yep. 130. Hopefully so. All right. Uh, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I feel like we can take some texts today. Very good. As we prepare for Chargers week. What's the number, Bill? 817. 817- Two nine zero three two nine eight. The Cowboys podcast text line. All right, uh, we've got sad news to pass along. Uh, we had heard that uh, yesterday that uh, we had gotten some word that Walt Garrison uh, was close to passing away, and we, news comes down today that uh, the great Walt Garrison. Mr. Cowboy, in my opinion, mm. because you consider what Walt Garrison is all about. He was a cowboy. As, yes, he was a cowboy. And <laughs> three time great co- guys. Three time cowboy, by the way. That's right. Oklahoma State, too. Yeah. Well, and he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy right. by nature. That's right. He was a Louisville fighting farmer, 
an Oklahoma State Cowboy and a Dallas Cowboy. And Walt Garrison uh, passed away at the age 79. of 79. And what a great guy. He is, will be sorely missed. He, uh, I got to know him pretty well. As a matter of fact, I think Chris and I, when we were working on his legend show, probably spent, I don't know, Chris, what do you think? Two or three hours at his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, his log cabin. It was cabin. amazing in in Argyle. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's one of those log cabins that you they make. I don't know Wyoming, Utah, mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, but it's out in it the country. It was imported, and they and they take it apart and then bring it here and then rebuild. It was nice. It. Love that place. It was like you, uh, know, who, you know how he paid for it. With I know. Skull money. Skull, skull com- money. Yeah, <laughs> skull absolutely. Still a, he always said he made more money being a spokesman for Skull than he did uh, playing football for the Cowboys. Uh, and and the house was like a museum, part football, part uh, his his actual rodeo career. Uh, he had a a couple bit parts in John Wayne uh, movies, riding a horse. He told Chris and I about the story that John Wayne was uh, filming a movie out close to uh, Thousand Oaks, and uh, they actually, John Wayne and some of the people came riding into Thousand Oaks to practice, to watch practice on their horses. (laughs) And for being in the movie, he got a rifle. It was a special rifle given to him by uh, John Wayne, and he had it up on the wall in, in, in a glass case. It is pretty cool. But it's uh, uh, between the house and off to the side of the house, he had his whittling room. Mm-hmm. He learned to whittle w- w- when he was uh, with the Cowboys, and he still had all this wood in there. And uh, he would make all this stuff, and he had it on the shelves, and it's like, Walt, what do you do with this stuff? He goes, well, I don't, you know, with his, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, these people have these these charity auctions, and they want this stuff. And he goes, I he just make give it to them. figurines. So I've got one at the house, and it's. Uh, he was that good? Uh-huh. Oh, he was yeah. good. It was really from, good. From scratch, uh-huh. right? And it, it was like these three little stools like you would use to milk a cow. And he titled it Stool Samples. <laughs> I think I have that same thing. Uh, and he would just he would just give them away. It's like every time I'd go over there, he had to get – because he only lived like five minutes from my house, maybe yeah. maybe two miles. Right? And, and I don't know that we've done justice to what that log cabin really looked no, like. No, it was huge. Nice, huge. I mean, that ceiling was way up. Well, I mean, it wasn't a little log cabin that he was living in in uh, Argyle. It, it was like one of those <laughs> – you know how the, the atrium hotels are with, with the middle? Of course. So he had the upper stairs, the upstairs – was just a kind of a walkway that you can see over the railing down mm-hmm. into the where the living room was, and he had this huge chandelier that was way up at the top, right? And it's like Walt. So what happens when a light burns out? How, 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 how do you get it? And he goes, Oh, I got a remote. It comes down. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. He pushes right. a button and it comes down, right? But. Uh, yeah, he and, and not to minimize, as Bill said, uh, he was a Louisville uh, high school farmer. That was their nickname, and he was born at a hospital in Denton, but he lived in Louisville. 
And the house he grew up in is still there, by the way. Uh, and it's like almost kind of a, a block off the downtown area of Louisville. But that's where he grew up. Mm -hmm. And he told Chris and I the story of uh, his part-time job was working at this peanut factory that's still there in Louisville. It's by the railroad tracks, and when you drive by, you can smell the peanuts that they're either cooking or, I think, making into peanut butter or whatever. So f he said, yeah, and I had the job on the weekends. He goes, and I, I would play football Friday night. He goes, everybody else would go out partying, having a good time. And he goes, and I went to the peanut factory because the train had just come in, and I had to unload the sack of peanuts into, into the um, – the, I don't know. It's not a. I guess it's a factory, mm -hmm. and that was his job. It's uh, still he there. Was growing it's, up, it's still there. And the peanut factory still there. Wow. Yeah, I go by it s several times uh, a week. Um, his but, front door was amazing. His front door had all his like all um, his friends's um, cattle prods or whatever all over the door. Right. And he had saddles all over the place on these wooden horses. Just, I mean, it was a museum, uh, but not to diminish. Uh, his football career, and, and this part I didn't realize when he, when he was at Oklahoma State um, in 1964, he was a second team All Big Eight running back, and Big he eight. and he yeah. he <laughs> he had 730 yards rushing, which was more than Gail Sayers had that year at Kansas, right? And then in '65, uh, he was first team All Big Eight. 924 yards rushing, 107 receiving, five touchdowns. Uh, and he finished second in rushing to Missouri's Charlie Brown. So he actually, you know, we look at him as a, a, run, a fullback. <laughs> Why are you laughing? But he was a running back. I didn't know Charlie Brown was a running back. <laughs> well, see, you learned something more, right? Missouri running back. And as a matter of fact, I think I, think I read he was, on, he was on the Oklahoma State team that ended, ended uh, Oklahoma's, I don't know, they had beat Oklahoma State 20 consecutive times, and they actually beat Oklahoma, by the way. Last so, time they beat them. Probably so, right? <laughs> but anyway, he— And by the way, as we get to the Cowboys, he's oh, also thought... on the Cowboys' silver anniversary team. He is. Oh, by the way. And took over for Don Perkins, because uh, Perkins really was a fullback. Yes. So it ended up being Walt Garrison uh, and uh, Calvin Hill— as the the running backs uh, when he first broke in and he he told us everything about Don Perkins and how Perkins helped him make it in the NFL cuz he was only a fifth round pick mm -hmm. um and the, you know the legendary story about him is the part of his his, his signing bonus was uh, a inline a single horse inline trailer so he can go to the rodeos a horse with trailer. his horses, a horse trailer. He still had it on his property. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do with all of that? I, I think they were trying to sell it. The, really? The, the property. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, so the house itself, I mean. Yeah, I don't know how much that would, because it's got well, a it's lot got, of it's land. It's got to be a museum now. Oh, I mean, yeah. They gotta, it yeah. should. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, absolutely right. And he, t he told the story about not only did he get the trailer, but he had to get a hitch for his, for his truck, right? And it was like 200 and some dollars to put a hitch on there. He said one day he came to work his rookie year, and Tex was like, where's, 
where's that where's that hitch and he goes it's on my truck outside he goes i gotta see what a 250 dollars hitch looks like and he said tex walks out in the parking lot he's got his tie on long sleeve shirt gets on his knees to look under the truck to see what the hitch looked like. really yeah why, why is why is it when we talk about text that that's the only voice we can think of that's the only because that's it that's <laughs> I mean, the only voice i, mean, I can like, do right he had to be nice at some point right i mean <laughs> oh, i'm sure was, when he spoke to his family but like why is breakfast you know what i mean <laughs> he I'm was a, he was a lot of fun and have some butter right <laughs> <laughs> and since we're going on this, you know, he was he was playing for the Cowboys, and he was doing rodeo uh, on Saturday night. That's true. Before the that games. story, I did know. And uh, and finally, somebody wrote a story about it. How how neat the Cowboys would let him do that, and then Tom found out they didn't oh, know. No. <laughs> Calls him in. He goes, Yeah, I don't think we want to be doing that. That that uh, that rodeo stuff the night before the game, right? And oh, what ended man. his pro football career? Uh, a rodeo An injury, exhibition right? steer wrestling accident. Yes. Yeah. So he had, um, and then <laughs> so just, he didn't listen to Tom. No, he did. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and he probably made more money doing rodeo too, because he'd go all over the country. Um, the last time I think we had him on the Legend Show. He was starting to – he ended up in a memory care facility mm-hmm. in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was going to do the show. I talked to his son, and his son said, as long as you don't ask him about anything about the Cowboys today, his memory is great. Got back. going back, yeah. So uh, he was wondering how he was going to get there. He'd never been here to the star. And I said, don't worry about it. I'll pick you up. And he's like – I got another call that day. He goes, so how am I getting? It's like, well, I'm picking you up. No worries. Okay. So we drive out here, and he started recognizing places, roads. And he told me the whole story, how he met his wife, uh, that his wife's dad owned all this land, and she he just happened to be a guy raising horses, mm-hmm. of all things, right? So they ended up getting married. He told me the whole thing. Well, we bring him here, and he was great on the show, right? Just absolutely great. And we get done, and we grab something to eat, and he goes, ah, I'll just get a drink. Well, next thing I know, all the ladies are around him at the <laughs> bar, right? And I'm going, Walt, you still got it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so we go back, we go back to the house, and it, it's, a, it, it's a gated entrance uh, in Argyle. And from the entrance to the house is at least a quarter mile, at least. And, and the railroad tracks run through his land, right? So we get there, and he goes, oh, I forgot my remote. And I'm going, well, do you have a combination to get in? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got it. Well, he didn't have it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I said, well, what if I climb over the fence, and will the motion open the gate? Because when you pull your car up, he goes, no, nah, you're not big enough. <laughs> and I go, well, what are we going to do? He goes, well, I'm just going to climb over, and I'll walk. And I said, no, you're not. <laughs> You know, it's dark, it's late, and and, and I felt And you're like, old. Yeah. Well, guess what? He climbed the fence, got over, and I'm going, I'm coming with you. He goes, no, no, you, you don't care. You, no, no. And he starts cussing, whatever. <laughs> and, and I go, I felt like I was with my child. I said, okay, when you get home, call me. <laughs> and by God, 
Uh, I got home. I was only five minutes away, and, mm-hmm. and I called. I said, are you there? He goes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you. I, you know, and, uh, <laughs> he walked the whole way. Yeah. So the, the, the train runs through his land. Yeah, right? yeah. So you could, he's there with all of this leathery cowboy stuff, and the train <laughs> runs right through his land. And, and it's a long way. It sounds that. just so typical. Right. Uh-huh. You know. It's a long way from yeah. the house. But still, you can hear it. And all there is there is a sign. Because there's no crossing gate or, you know, lights that go off. The train just comes ripping through, right? Yeah, it's a timepiece, man. And, he, and he's got, he had a little small rodeo arena on his land. That's that's cool. That's all just, yeah. just throwback, man. It's a right? fantasy place. Yeah. yeah. I could go on and on about him. He's, he, he's absolute best. Nate in Frisco says that he's also a neighbor of down the street mm-hmm. and that he always came to do the Hooter show. Love the guy, Nate and Frisco. Uh-huh. Yeah, he when I when, when uh, Nate was helping me with the Legend show. Yeah, and we were at Hooters in the Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I swear, once a year we had him because he was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's by a the shame. way, at the end so of the show, Nate, he and Nate had conversation. Oh yeah. Oh, if I they were neighbors, was, I'm sure. I bet that was. Close. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a legendary legendary poem. He was a rapper before rapping became. <laughs> he was a country rapper. <laughs> and I, there's I a legendary poem that we're going to play at the end of Mix Shots tonight okay. that he recited. And he re- recited by memory. I mean, you ask him uh, to recite the poem, People Are Funny Critters, and Walt would spit it out. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had him on one of the legend shows. And, right. And we pulled that archive of that. We're going to play it at the end of the show. But Mickey, do you want to tell the uh, line that Dandy Don Meredith had about yeah, Walt? Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's see if he gets it right here. Well, he had all these stories <laughs> with Meredith. We were telling Savannah these, this story yesterday, mm-hmm. and so we'll see. And I got Mickey to hear got it, right. so yeah. it was great. You can hear it again here. And yes. Can I tell the other story first? So okay. rookie year, when they went on the road, Meredith would take the guys out to dinner, right, uh, on him. And they were in Pittsburgh, I think it was, and they took Walt out, and then he goes, you know, I just going to do what everybody else was doing. I didn't really drink much. And he goes, but they were putting down drinks, so I kept up with them. And I was drinking. And he goes, I never drank. And he goes, I woke up that day, and he goes, I had the worst hangover. And I figured, well, no big deal because I don't play. I just do a couple special teams plays, and they never give me the ball. Well, the Cowboys got in the lead, and, <laughs> and they took Perkins out and set him in in fourth quarter, right? And they kept calling his number, and he had to go out there and go out there, and he goes, I'm dying. He goes, I am absolutely dying. And finally, I got in the huddle, and I looked at Meredith, and Meredith goes, you dumb da-da-da rookie. He goes, if you quit getting first downs, we'd get off the field. (laughs) So. So uh, anyway, Meredith, when he talk about Garrison, he, he would always go. He goes, if you needed one yard, Walt would get you one yard. If you needed three yards, Walt would get you one yard. <laughs> so oh, uh, the, it's, it, the guy's a book. He he is he is. And there a is a book about him. Once a cowboy. I've got it on my bookshelf at mm, home. Do you? Yep. Mm, very yep. good. Yep. All right, uh, we will continue with more mixed shots in just a moment, and we will have. Uh, People are funny critters when we come back. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. 
The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgate's going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cool. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. Head to the Pro Shop at Northeast Mall in Arlington, Texas on Saturday, October 15th between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Cowboys Collections on tour. See rare team archives, customize headwear, grab a gift with purchase, and enter for a chance to win a giveaway. Stay tuned for more tour stops coming throughout the season. All right, our final segment here of Mix Shots for this Thursday, Cowboys and the Chargers on Monday night. And uh, anything? One more thing on um, Rashad Evans. Yes. Uh, I was told the Eagles didn't like what they saw. Oh. So that's why. You just why. got this? You just yeah. got texted this yeah. message? Yeah. And, uh, and so that's probably well, they're why. saying that after he signed with the Cowboys practice squad they didn't like what yeah I'm trying to figure this out myself <laughs> this guy seemed like he was pretty good I'm giving you inside uh, okay. information I know, and no, you're trying to diminish it no 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 we we, we, we trust you that's did, probably we trust why you. we don't trust him. that's why did the Eagles that's why he didn't get an opportunity to get off the practice squad and probably why he said okay I'm out of here when they signed the other guy off the mm-hmm. practice squad Nicholas Morrow right so We'll see if he's in the locker room today. We'll see if. Well, we how can they know? Because, you know, know, we got to get to know the guy. Yeah, how could they not know he what they saw? He didn't him. even practice, so that's my. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't ready to practice. Maybe, maybe they just trying. To, to maybe they just don't want us to have but him. You that's got this information from someone. Consider the source. Someone in it's fil- not you, Spade. Okay. You got this information I don't from pass someone stuff in Philadelphia after the Cowboys signed the source, man. You can't just believe that stuff. They, they're trying to salt our game. We can't uh-huh. just take that. You guys are great. about ready to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, man. It's no, <laughs> I know, but I, I I have sources that I trust. Oh, okay, okay. I don't just throw sh- 
Stuff out. <laughs> but if you guys want to dig and find I'm, better, go ahead. I'm rooting big I'll be time here for Rashawn Evans. I'm here with you, Mickey. Me too, I, I, man. I trust yeah. Me too. We're, we're together. Yeah, I'll we're rooting big this. time for Rashawn Evans. You good? We're we, you good? You good? You good? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had. Oh, I love it. Oh, I hope he's wrong. Uh, uh, back on. So what? do they. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, they're playing Philadelphia. You need to. You need, yeah, you need to get this publicized out there. We just mm-hmm. did, didn't we? That mm-hmm. uh, the, well, Philly was thought of him because the Cowboys are playing the Eagles coming up here on November fifth. Second game after well, the bye hopefully week. Hopefully, he doesn't ask for his release before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if the these Rangers make it to the World Series, the Phillies. Have the advantage over the Braves, or the yeah, they're Did up on you the Braves. See that game last and, night. Yeah, Jeez. and uh, we could have the week of the Philadelphia game. We could have the Rangers playing the Phillies in the World Series that week, and Game Six and Seven of the World Series would be Friday and Saturday, November third wow. and fourth, and the Cowboys play the at Philadelphia on uh, the fifth. Uh, just another reason for us to hate it. Hate that's them. right. Yeah, that's right. That's going to be Although, hate Philly week. <laughs> Dusty Baker already said they're going to the World Series. So. That's right. I heard him after the game. He wanted to do his. He said, "I'll, I'll, I'll have the opening to the celebration, champagne celebration. I'm saving it for the World Series." So, he was calling out names last night. Yeah, me and so, Bochy, me and Bochy going at it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so he had Verlander do it uh, last night. And, Five F bombs later on national television. <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> well, what do you expect these days, guys? The what do you expect these the days? The announcer okay. comes back and goes, "But it's only on cable." <laughs> right. I will note tonight is the Dallas Stars home opener. Oh, that's yes, right. it is. They play the right. St. Louis Blues tonight, seven o'clock at what, home. What you got? Right. What are you, are, are you doing good? something? Yes, I'll be there for the game. Yes, I will be there. I'll be what? up in the press box. Watching okay. the game, tracking the show. Forgive my ignorance. Is St. Louis any good? They beat us last week in the preseason game at home. They they do look good. However, I just think it was an off night. And, mm-hmm. and know, we're preseason. obviously playing our starters tonight. Yeah. Yeah. One other note on Walt Garrison. He's one of those guys, and there's a number of guys in Cowboys history who, and I've always made the case that, you know, of course the Cowboys have the ring of honor, but there needs to be, and the Cowboys are, are doing this with AT&T Stadium where it's almost like becoming a Hall of Fame museum with vignettes and so forth uh, that they have there and here at the Star in Frisco. But I've always thought there should be a walk of fame and for guys who like Walt Garrison, who, by the way, was the third leading rusher in Cowboys history when he retired, and I think mm-hmm. fourth leading receiver when he retired. But those guys that made a huge contribution on the field, but also are iconic legends uh, just from their character and so forth off the field. There's so many like that. And they're people, fan favorite types. People in the organization that have done stuff. Uh, for this team behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. You brought it up about Marilyn Love mm-hmm. that had been with Jerry since he bought the team mm-hmm. and passed away. What, but it would be cool where you could have ago. a ceremony. Yeah. You know, it may, could right. even it doesn't have to be anything even on a game day, but even on a, in the off season where you have a Walk of Fame ceremony and you get your star on the Walk of Fame or whatever, you know? Yep. So 
Great idea. Could be a brick on in the uh-huh. on the on the uh, sidewalk there yep. around the stadium. Okay, so we are going to close out this edition of Mix Shots with the rapper Walt Garrison <laughs> and his poem "People Are Funny Critters." Rest in peace, Walt. And a friend of mine wrote a little song, poem uh, called "People Are Funny Critters." Now this is an audience participation saying. So when I say people are funny critters, you say, what do you mean? You what got do you it? mean? People are funny critters. What do you mean? Well, there's apple pie bakers and crooked bookmakers and blondes and brunettes and birthday forgetters and chicken fry lovers and blue-eyed soul brothers and drinkers and boozers and winners and losers and elephant trainers and tireless campaigners and fixers and menders and paperclip benders and goers and stayers and pinochle players and handkerchief users and tissue abusers and interstate bikers and wilderness hikers and joggers and addicts and handball fanatics and kissers and tellers and friends of the fellers and lovers and fighters and fingernail biters and mayonnaise dippers and miracle whippers and newspaper readers and drivers and speeders and overweight hookers and magazine lookers and people with answers and bottomless dancers and quivering flunkers and basketball dunkers and readers and thinkers and double scotch drinkers and soda straw manglers and bar napkin stranglers and teasers and criers and high rolling flyers and uncles and sisters and passive resistors and virtuous girlies and sillies and squirrelies and weirdos and sickies and five dollar quickies and <laughs> xylophone pickers and popsicle lickers and yawners and nappers and one handicappers and zippy old timers and lunatic rammers people are funny critters This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!